This is Carte Blanche, the podcast. Find it now wherever you access your favorite podcasts. You would think, given they're among the most vulnerable members of society, that protecting children would be a top police priority. But between April and June this year, almost 300 children were murdered, many by someone they knew. But arguably, even more startling is the failure of police detectives to properly investigate these crimes, ensuring justice for the families left behind. Here's Erin with the story. Two four-year-old girls, both brutally murdered. Their mothers, separated by province, but joined in loss. In both cases, police failed to catch their killers. What lies behind the failure of detectives to get justice? It's a Monday afternoon. Four-year-old Bokabo Po is playing in the Watful neighborhood park. The date is October 10th, almost exactly a year ago. Here in Benoni South on Johannesburg's East Rand, children play in the streets. It's a tight-knit community. Bokabo's mother is out for most of the day, but when she returns, a nightmare that will never end begins. I got a call to say, we can't find Bukhavo anywhere. Solofelo rushes to the park. There's no sign of her daughter. She tries the home of Bukhavo's friend, a five-year-old boy. It was eight o'clock. I asked Sihle, Sihle, where's Bukhavo? That's when Sihle explained, there was a man that came up to us and he gave me two rands and ordered me to go buy lollipops at Thomas, and Thomas being the furthest shop from the park. Solofelo knows that every second counts. She needs the police's help. At the police station, they had said that there are no vans, and they're still waiting for a van to come through. And at that time, what puzzles us is there were four police vans, flat tires at the police station. Just flat tires. Without police help, Solofelo tries the tavern close to the park, which has CCTV cameras. But it's late, and the owner turns her away, insisting she comes back the next day. The community, I remember at a the time, they were literally trying to bring the gate down because everyone was like, there's a child misuse. I had no tears at that time. There was no time for me to cry because all that was racing in my head was, this is a puzzle I need to solve. It's morning by the time she is finally able to access the CCTV footage, now with police detectives. A man, later identified as Ntokozo Zikali, walking with her beloved Bukhabo. The little girl skipping happily. But the evidence comes too late. Within hours, Solofelo would be told that a child's body part has been discovered, buried in the yard of a house not far away. The resident made the discovery while sweeping her yard. 
Tsolofelo is able to see it through the fence. Soon after, children playing in an open field find a torso and call police. They explained that they're going to show me a picture of a t-shirt on the phone. When he, when he showed me the T-shirt and it had a lot of blood stains on it, I identified it as belonging to Mukhab. Days later, police arrest Ntokozo Zikali. Shockingly, at the time of the murder, Zikali was out on bail for raping a nine-year-old girl. Now police charge him with kidnapping, murder, defeating the ends of justice, and the violation of a corpse. But it seems, in their haste, under pressure to make an arrest, police may have taken things too far. Procedure is not followed, and Zikali's confession is ruled inadmissible in court after he claims it had been beaten out of him. The CCTV footage is found insufficient to prove the charges beyond reasonable doubt. Last month, he's acquitted of Bokhabo's murder. You're saying that Ntogozo is not related to anything that happened to Bokhabo. Then who else is? The last time I spoke to the police was on the 10th of August. And that's because the community had marched to court. They said they are assigning five detectives to share the docket. But till this day, I haven't heard anything from them. Zikali is serving a life sentence in the other case for raping a nine-year-old girl. To date, nobody has been arrested for Bokhabo's murder. When children are murdered and their killers walk away scot-free, families are left with little closure, and some, out of sheer desperation, are turning to non-profits to pick up the pieces where police have left off. Kuebi, who asked us to hide his identity, is a private investigator hired by civil rights organization Action Society to strengthen the police investigation. He spent hours combing the area for witnesses in the search for Bokhabo's killer. If you look at the first crime to the second crime, he's a child molester, not a person who cuts up children. And from the time the child was missing till the next morning, she was totally mutilated into pieces, and half of the body was not found yet. So there must be somebody different in charge, or possibly involved where he brought the child to. In other words, could it be more sinister than it first appeared, that some mastermind orchestrated the abduction? For Kuebi, Bukhabo's case shows how police should approach reports of missing children, with urgency. You have to react immediately. Missing children has to be treated like an emergency. There's not that thing of a 24-hour or whatever. And it's critical to follow up all leads immediately. You expect the investigation of child murders would be a top police priority, with DNA evidence fast-tracked and experienced detectives on these cases. So why isn't this happening? 
Kuebi has seen that the failure in Bojabo's case is down to a shortage of competent police detectives. A committed investigator would bring the family closure and restore the community's sense of security. There's somebody out there cutting up people. Cutting up children? Children, badly. And, um, and it must be stopped. Fotsolofelo each day tears her further away from her daughter. I'm the walking dead. I think this is going to be the first time I even reveal this, that there isn't a day I don't go without drinking. I might spend the entire day at home, but when it's time to go to sleep, you just need that hard kick so that it does not come up in your dreams. Because the image that I saw, no woman deserves to see that. What I saw. If there's ever to be justice for her child, it will have to come from decent policing. A former police officer, who we'll call Bill, spent 30 years in the service. Bill didn't want to be identified, but believes the decline in policing standards started more than two decades ago. Why do you think things have gone so wrong? This is a structural problem top-down. Competence and ability cannot be sacrificed. And that currently is the biggest problem. He feels that junior detectives are not getting the guidance and training they need. You can't just grab the guy and say, he did it. You still need to connect all the dots and all the elements of that crime and being able to present it in court. And that is where we have the problem. Faith in the police and justice system to deal with child killers has dwindled, not just in Gauteng, where collection of evidence failed in this case, but also the processing of vital evidence to help identify killers. Yudin Buerta's four-year-old daughter, Tamia, was murdered just a few weeks before Bukhabo. Paul, home of wine farms and majestic mountains. But a dark underbelly of violent crime simmers beneath the pretty veneer. Particularly in Klein Niederberg in Paul East, where gangsterism is rife, poverty and unemployment are everywhere. Everyone called Eudine's little girl Mia. They lived in a busy spot near a soup kitchen and a park where she used to play. Eudine remembers every detail of September 25th when Mia disappeared. She was not caught in load shedding. And it was light and it was warm and everyone was playing outside. I asked where Mia is and no one knew where Mia was but everyone said she had been playing out there. That night, Yudin scarcely slept. The following day, the community discovered Mia's body on the field of the primary school, stuffed into a black bag by her killer. She was not an animal. With little police response in the moment, the community raged taking revenge into their own hands. The community was very, very upset. They were angry. And what they did was they 
thought that this specific guy in the area was the killer. And basically what they did was they got hold of him, hit him and allegedly they killed him with a panga. Um, following that, two more people were arrested by the police, but um, days afterwards they were released. Action Society deployed Kaylin Palm to try and source information on the police investigation. And she's become Mia's family's only source of comfort. We meet on a bleak Cape Winter's Day. The concerning bit is that different officers come to Mia's mom and um, each one of them tell the mother different sort of stories. There are so many stories running around in the community and added to that you're not getting the proper information or even feedback from SAPS. We have written letters, we have called the cops in this particular area, um, but zero feedback. Former police officer Bill believes this is happening in many cases across the country and has been for years now. Under a previous National Police Commissioner, specialized policing units were disbanded in the early 2000s. We destroyed a lot in the police service that you cannot just rebuild by establishing another unit. I'm afraid to say some police stations you go into you can hardly find a pen. I've taken pen and paper to a police station not far from where we are. I've had to done a lot of writing my own statements myself. In some cases, you don't even have a chair to sit on. As the anniversary of Mia's murder approached, we asked police what's going on with their investigation. They wrote that DNA samples are being processed and the case remains a priority. If child murders were a priority, we wouldn't have um, close to 300 kids dying in a three-month period this year. Time after time, myself and my team, we are constantly in court. We are seeing this week after week in different courts, in different parts of the country even, where um, the system is just failing them. Eudine lives with endless questions that only a committed detective can answer. They didn't rape her. They suffocated her. I don't know why. She would sing Mia to sleep with church songs. The school field where her little body was found echoes with the sounds of children playing. In my opinion, the police did nothing. Mia must get justice. And it's not right, and I will never forgive whoever did this. Both Pochabo Paul and Mia Buerta were snatched in broad daylight by criminals who clearly had little fear of being caught or punished. From the criminal side, they don't respect the police anymore. They don't fear the police, and I'm not talking fear them because they're abusing and they're using violence. They fear them because they're effective. And sophisticated. And sophisticated. That you will fear. And if you know what you're doing, the, the criminals will fear you. But if you don't, they know you're not going to build this case against them, and you're going to outplay them in court. Our team contacted the National Commissioner of Police and the Police Minister for answers, but had no response at the time of finalizing today's story. That's another episode of Carte Blanche, the podcast, done and dusted. 
Remember to follow and subscribe to our show on Spotify and all other major podcasting platforms. Have something to say? Join the conversation using hashtag carte blanche on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok.